Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy, crime, LGBT, thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and our word on 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and 105.0 AM Palm Springs. And welcome back to the House of Mystery. I'm Al Warren. Today, joining me is an author. His book is called Loggerheads. It's a memoir, and of course, he's the author. And that's who we're going to interview. So, Mr. Bruce Hornridge, thank you for coming on the show. Okay. Hi. So, Bruce, what what made you decide to write this book? I was a logger and a tree faller. So uh, we went through a protest uh, from the preservation side back in 1993. 800 people were arrested uh, in those four months. And uh, I wanted to make sure there was a record uh, online from, well, my side, I guess, but uh, just to explain ourselves in the logging industry and uh, what we actually went through in those uh, four months of protests. We had went through the line for every day and uh, they had their signage up and uh, media there, uh, speech makers uh, telling us we were, well, bad people for killing the trees and uh, logging. I wanted to make sure the story got out there from our side. I I wrote the initial format uh, in 96, and then I sat on it for 30 years. So it's been a little bit of a struggle just to even put it out there because I didn't figure anybody give a damn. So uh, we tried to do that. So I guess uh, as being a logger, what was the biggest thing that you had to overcome um, in in that side of it? Was it just... Was it the uh, demonstrators and all that, or was it uh, something else? Well, uh, it's a highly dangerous job, of course, and we had to uh, go to work every day uh, to do it. For the most part, 
the story that the environmental side was uh, spanning was destruction, devastation, bad logging practices, uh, killing fish, um, you know, generally doing a, a bad job. We never did put out uh, advertising that uh, we were changing our logging practices. Uh, we were trying to address a lot of the issues. It just didn't seem, you know, that we were being listened to. There was a whole media presentation and a bunch of people who really didn't know anything about logging practices other than they could see devastation or whatever was uh, being spoken to them about our uh, work. You know, I, I wrote a lot of letters during the 70s and 80s to do with logging practices, uh, bureaucrats, politicians, media, generally to explain ourselves. And, and none of it seemed to really uh, sink into uh, the other side. The company was changing some of their practices, but it's a slow process. Were you an owner of the company or were you just, uh, were you just the logger that worked for a company? Yeah, I uh, right out of school, I went over in 67, started building roads uh, as a ground man, uh, went into the office as a assistant warehouseman, and then in 1972, I had an opportunity to train as a faller, which is the highest paying job in, in the bush, so naturally that's got an influence, money of course. So I, I trained with uh, expert fallers. We had a good training program and uh, partnered up with people uh, that were longtime fallers and uh, I did that job from 72 until 97. Uh, the protests were in 93. The company lasted four years you know, the, the changes that were made to logging, the politicians, the regulations that came in, the company finally said to hell with this and terminated the whole works of us. So that was the end of my job. Right, yeah. So what, what, for people that don't know, what is a faller? What do you mean by that? Okay, a uh, faller, the person that actually cuts the trees down. We, there are safe procedures for how to do that, and... Uh, there's also, I mean, you got to watch what you're doing, but uh, the act of cutting the tree down, uh, laying it on the hillside or in the flats, wherever, uh, and cutting the tree into logs, which can be transported by other machinery to a roadside, put on trucks and taken to uh, to mills to start the process of getting them to the mill. Right. Was that that that, then that was the highest paying job? So was it the most dangerous as well? Yes, when I broke in, there was uh, an average 27 in BC that were uh, relatable to falling killed. Uh, you know, other workers sometimes fell afoul of fallers, but uh, the number I always uh, knew about was uh, 27 per year in BC. It dropped after that because we had safer uh, day rate system of falling where you could learn. Uh, you weren't really pushed to make a lot of production. It was uh, make sure you do it safe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And uh, efficiently and make uh, logs, quality logs, rather than uh, any ideas of butchery. But there was a training program. Yeah. When you started doing that, did it? Were you scared a little bit, or did it uh, sort of put you on the edge, being it was such a dangerous job? Uh, yeah, things happen so fast. Uh, again, you follow the procedure. Uh, it should be okay, but things do happen relatively fast. Scare the crap out of you. I could tell you some horror stories there of uh, close calls. And uh, it was the safety representative for the following group for uh, 15 or more years. So we did investigate uh, people that were injured uh, from falling accidents. And uh, nobody was killed while I was uh, rep, but uh, there were career-ending accidents and uh, lots of close calls, lots of close calls. How does that work then? Like what what did you have to actually physically do and what, what was – what was it that was hurting people? Well, trees do some funny things when they start to go over. Uh, 
One accident, uh, the fellow lost control of it, and the tree fell up against the rock bluff, and part of it snapped back and uh, hit him uh, in the belly area and his hip. So that caused him uh, some injuries. Um, another one, the tree, part of the side of the tree, is a small one per se, but uh, maybe a quarter of the side actually split up, pivoted about 20 or 30 feet up in the air, and then fell straight down across his foot, crushed his foot. Another one, the, the power saw he was running, it, uh, it actually kicked back, and uh, the bar chain took him in between his thumb and his uh, forefinger and cut back a couple of inches. So he lost some feeling, and they had to uh, restitch things all together there. Another kickback uh, fellow took it across the forearm, uh, the blade, and uh, quite a major cut. The tendons went around the elbow, and they had to fish that around and uh, and tie them back together. Uh, they're nasty-sounding accidents, but this is a sharp chain that you don't want to argue with that. Uh, myself, I had a kickback uh, from a high-pressure cut, a little dumbass sapling. couldn't have been more than two inches, but it had lots of pressure on it. It caused my uh, chain to rotate in my handlebar hand, and the bar came right over beside my face and took my glasses right off my face, but it didn't touch me. <laughs> it took me 20 minutes to find the glasses because uh, it shot them out of about 20 feet in the bush. But anyway, they happen so fast that you really got no reaction to them, and if you're lucky enough not to get damaged, then uh, you're lucky or... God's looking after you. Uh, it's not your time, but other guys got hurt and unfortunately get killed. So what did you love about the job the most? Money, of course, is oh, well. an off-handed comment. Yeah. Uh, I liked the qual doing a proper job with the resource that you had, doing a nice job of falling the tree, cutting it into logs, laying it out like a staircase up the hillside, so that the other people that could come along behind to pull the logs and that had a nice place to work. Too many times you wind up in real steep mountainsides where you, you can't do a thing with it other than butcher it straight down the hill. And the logs take off two, three, four, five hundred feet or more down the hill. They, they smash up. It looks ugly. And uh, I, I prefer to do a, 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 you know, a really nice job of it. Safety, of course, always, because where we fell, it was a mess of shallow bush, uh, debris all over the place, uh, mixture of small trees, big trees. You had to really watch what you were doing, that you didn't uh, get uh, activity going on that was going to hurt you, just from uh, the mess that's around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I liked it. It was, uh, you know, the weather was grim sometimes, but other days they're really nice. You sweat your guts out. It kept you occupied. You were doing something all day long. And the fellow that trained me, he said the two biggest things you've got to have at this job are these things and this thing. you got to see it to figure it out and figure it out to live. So you got to practice all those uh, good advices. And I, I'm grateful for the fellow that trained me and 
partner I had for the last seven years before he retired. He was one of the old original Crosscut type saw people and uh, taught me lots. And uh, I'm really grateful that I had good training. But the, the idea is you have to put it to practice. Well, and so, um, now what was the uh, biggest concern? So you had like these demonstrators and protesters and stuff. Um, what is it that they were um, mad at or upset at toward you and the tree tree people? Like, what was it that they didn't like? The, the, the biggest word that got thrown around was the devastation. Now, I, when, when you take a forest and you fall it all, and we were instructed to uh, take big stuff and little stuff down for safety reasons, uh, it looks like a mess, a heck of a mess when you get finished. There's debris and limbs and uh, stumps all over the place. and uh, So the word was devastation. You know, they don't look at the fact that you replant it. And mind you, it takes it, oh, 10, 20 years before it grows up somewhat. But the devastation gets uh, covered over uh, with new trees growing. And in 100 years or more, you've got another bunch of trees that are usable and merchantable for uh, to be to be used. So they were using every method that they could, uh, pictures and, uh, you know, devastation, smashed trees, uh, torn up uh, hillsides where the machines had uh, yarded the wood to the roadside, calling us tree killers. Uh, you know, this, this, this respect, I think, uh, it annoyed us quite a bit. Well, what is it they wanted you to do different? Like, what was it that they were saying you should just stop, stop? Um, taking down trees, like like walk away, like what was it? They they want you to change your practices, or well, certainly the the practices uh, in some places around Fish Creeks, there was a concept of uh, taking only the larger trees and leave all the little ones to grow up more. It's a fine concept, but you try and fall bigger trees into littler trees and you leave a heck of a mess and they've got to yard that and uh, uh, safety wise you've got debris hanging all over the place uh, so, so, so the main thing with the environmental movement became the other word preservation and there's a lot of that in BC where they don't want you to cut anything in these uh, reserve areas and there's quite a, not, a lot of tracts of land where uh, they want the animals to survive and have good uh, country to, to live in, uh, in grizzly bear country, uh, owls, uh, other rodents of the bush and stuff like that that uh, they're saying we would affect or impact. Well, you know, if you cut a forest in patches, you got lots of patches for the other things to survive in, and then the rest of it grows up. So it's an understanding thing, and you have to have wood products. And never could get it across to them that, uh, you know, we can change some of our practices uh, to suit better uh, use of the resource, but uh, we still want our jobs, and we still need wood for our economy and uh, world use of uh, wood products. How does it that it end it then? So did you, you know the? I guess you said the the business closed because the regulations got too too tough. Was it or companies like to be able to operate with some sort of a plan? So the minute you start to interfere with that plan or change the the regulations of some of those plans, 
its costs go up and it slows things down and uh, they eventually got frustrated and said, heck with this, we'll let the contractors do all that and uh, slowly and they can preserve the areas that they want preserved. Clackwood Sound is a UNESCO biologic, biosphere reserve area and uh, so much of it is now uh, protected to uh, outright protection or special logging practices, helicopters, just taking the trees that are the bigger ones and all the stuff we said we would do. Well, they're doing it now, but they're only doing it about uh, 10% of the cut that we used to cut. So uh, it's little wee contractors from time to time. So we want our division to operate on a yearly basis. So now, like, in, in I know in the promo it says that there's, um, you know, three decades after... The, the war in the woods we think we think we know what happened and we've been told why and here's what was never told so is there like some sort of a conspiracy or a secret or something um or what, what what is it that you can say about that like what is it you want us to know about that you never know in your mind whether somebody up there is arranging to make sure they get their way and you're thrown off to the side you never, you know, conspiracy, eh, I could probably look like I'm pretty nuts if I start to argue at that point. So much of the stuff that went on as we were closing down, we never really thought the public ever heard about any of that. We had a training uh, program that was going to train us out of the industry. Well, the, what are you going to do with a 50-year-old guy, uh, sent him to university for four years to train him to do something else. Uh, myself, at 50, you're, you're not really motivated to, to start changing your job aspect, of running a machine or, well, they had me planting trees and, and uh, cutting down on the dryland sort. These were different, uh, different uh, things than what I was used to. So what is the system saying? You're going to go from uh, so many dollars an hour job down to a, six or seven dollar an hour job uh i'm trying to raise my family and live in a house in a village making nothing what are they trying to ram down our throats this was where we kind of got buried by the politicians and the media and, and the story never really got out as to how much suffering or uh distress or uh stuff we were going through uh what were you hoping that the people buy the book and read it, get out of the book? Initially, the idea was to have a story, stories of tree falling, uh, the safety, the jobs that we were doing, and the day-to-day -day stories of fallen trees. And then in amongst that would be the Clackwood Sound protest and the issues in forest management that I was trying to get the company to change or the Ministry of Forests to start to change uh, proper usage of the resource. Don't allow guys to butcher wood. Extremes, you know, you got to be safe to do it uh, also. Fish creeks, protecting uh, fish creeks. We, we developed a machine to pull trees over away from creeks. We developed fallers that were told don't put anything in the creek and uh, before that, it was just blow it all over the place, whatever you had to do. And I've worked beside some fish creeks where you saw the little fingerlings going by and, and you, you protected them from uh, destruction. <laughs>
another devastation worked. They had a system of uh, replanting, uh, forestry crew that replanted, cleaned out the fish creeks if there was a mess there, uh, did maintenance to the forest uh, pruning. This should have been maintained even now. Uh, I don't know what they do for uh, maintaining forest uh, maintenance now. It used to be the companies were responsible for that, but uh, I'm hoping they replant, and I'm hoping this book will expound along that and also give an example of how people can be forced by their bosses in some manner to do things they don't want to do. I had arguments with bosses, management, ministries, or whoever, conflict. Uh, all, all the way through my, my career, I wanted to see the job done right. There's a lyric in uh, somebody's song about trying to fix the things that you can see. So did you have any writing experience before this? I actually flunked English twice in grade 13 way back when. But uh, I, like I say, I wanted to explain things properly in letter form. So I did do, do uh, secretarial work for a bunch of the things I belong to, union uh, co-op board, parent advisories. And uh, I have an idea for, I'm a World War II buff, so I studied war. A couple of war stories I'd like to write. And uh, I was a security guard for a while, so I'd like to write a particular murder story that's in my head. Oh, there you go. Maybe it'll happen. You never know. Well, yeah, i uh, I got to get at it. I'm 75 now. you got to get at it sooner than Yeah. you got to do an hour a day of writing or something, and then doesn't yeah it doesn't take long you'll get there you know lots of shoulds in this life yeah i should do a lot of that well listen so are do you have a website set up or do you do you do social media or any of that stuff or um anything like that where people can get a hold of you readers uh i'm in facebook uh, my gmail address is bhornage at gmail.com in facebook yeah i'm okay. getting used to that i'm not necessarily savvy with this electronic stuff too much yeah that's okay you know it comes with a little practice you know and um well fantastic of course now uh your book is called loggerheads and it's a memoir and um our guest is the author of that live the life so of course we'll have your book and everything up on our website so people can find it um thank you bruce hornridge okay uh thank you very much for your interest in it uh You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.